You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Our scripture this morning is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I am a gifts person. If I uh, take the love languages test, it always comes out as gifts, which means that I love to get gifts and I love to give gifts. And I love to give gifts that the person, the recipient, wouldn't necessarily get for themselves, something that maybe they wanted but didn't necessarily need, and so it's a blessing to them then when they receive the gift, and it makes them happy, and I just love that feeling. So I'm a gifts person, and I love the idea of receiving a gift that someone has taken time to think about me. That's how I feel loved. I'm not asking for gifts, Um, but I think that that's one of the ways that we extend our love and our gratitude. We can find gifts throughout the Bible, talk of gifts, and some of you will probably think of them because we hear those words in song, right? All good gifts come from God above, or uh, ask and it shall be given to you, or the, for the Lord, for God so loved the world that God gave his only son. We hear about gifts throughout scripture as a way of expressing generosity, as a way that God gives to us. Ah, Today's scripture is from Philippians, and Philippians is a church that that Paul had a special relationship with. And so they took a lot of um, interest in his ministry, not just with them, but throughout uh, all of the the spread of the church, and so they gave him a gift. And we can assume that it was a gift of money um, from the way that he, he responds to them. And he says to them, thank you for this gift. I don't need it because I, I put my trust in God and on Jesus, but it really makes me feel good, and it makes me feel grateful to you. And so thank you. Those are the gifts that I like to give, those gifts that make someone feel good. When you come to my home, you will see that throughout our house, we have quilts. 
There's one on every bed. Um, in fact, when Mike and I got married, my brother um, made us a quilt rack. And on that rack are quilts that my mother and my grandmother uh, made for us. And when you come into our house, you'll also see that over the piano, there are four quilt squares. One was made by my mother, and one was made by my daughter, and one was made by my sister-in-law, and one was made by my great-grandmother. None were made by me. (coughs) I have other gifts. Um, But they're very special to us. And one year for Christmas, my mom gave me a really meaningful gift. You see, my aunt had told her that she had this box of quilt squares that had been left behind by my grandmother and my great-grandmother, quilt squares that had never been quilted together. They were just squares, and each one of them was different. And so my mom took those squares, and she made from that five or six different quilts, and she gave them to my brother and my aunt and my cousin and my dad and me. We opened up those quilts, and uh, it was really quite emotional. You see, I, I never knew, well, I knew my grandmother, but she died when I was eight. And so while I have memories of her, I don't really know, like, the things that she thought or um, that kind of stuff. But I know that she liked to sew. And so I look at this quilt, and it's very, you know, there's, they're just all different, right? They don't necessarily go together, but I like to look at the fabrics and I think about what they're scraps from, right? Was it something that my grandmother made me, clothes that she made me or that she made my aunt or my mom? Or what did my, grand, my great-grandmother, who had six children, what did she do um, how did she create them? What was her thought process as she was making these, qu- these squares, these squares that never got fully sewn together until my mom took them and she saw with her eyes what they could become. And so they've become this quilt that's, like I said, each square is different. It's a little bit quirky, but it's really beautiful, at least to me. Aren't we like that as a church? We're all so different. Some of us are quirky. (laughs) Some of us are young and some of us are old and some of us are thin and some of us are not and some of us are... (sighs) Some of us are people with a lot of passion and some of us are people who like to work behind the scenes and some of us have gifts for music and some of us have gifts for finances and some of us just are so glad to be here. But God has sewn us all together to be this church, Clarkston United Methodist Church. And God has given us a vision that we might vitally connect people to people and people to God, and that in doing that, we would embrace the values that help us to be that church, where we are committed to Christ, where we are growing in faith and participating in transformational ministry when we are inclusive of all people and generous beyond ourselves, because we know that together with all of these values and together with ourselves, we 
are the body of Christ and that God has intended us for good here in Clarkston and in our community and in the world. And God has given us to each other as a gift that we might find support and love and encouragement and that we might be challenged by one another and that it might be a safe place for us to truly be ourselves the way God created us to be. We are blessed by the great gift that is Clarkston. And as we've been talking these past few weeks about being home together, we are reminded that it takes all of our gifts to make this a home. Just like our own homes, we have to support and we have to pay the bills and we have to do all of that. Ministry here doesn't happen without you. Different from Paul, we do need your gifts. <laughs> and they enable us to do all that God has called us to do as we are home together for each other and for the world. I want to invite up someone uh, who I normally we invite him up to talk about the budget and uh, but today I just want to have him come and talk. Uh, Rick Huttenlocker uh, is the chair of our finance committee um, but as he comes forward um, I'm so grateful for him and for his ministry that he offers to our church which is very much home for him. Well, thank you, Amy. And uh, I made a promise to Amy that I wouldn't use the B word today, budget, and therefore talk a little bit about um, the ministry here at the church and why I'm so privileged to be here. So, so I serve on the finance committee, and I'm just a great group of people, although rumor has it that there's a lot of trash talking about what the finance committee does. We're known to be the, the committee of no. We're known to geek out on numbers and talk about things like you know, a million three operating budget. Whoops, I said the B word, sorry. Um, or, or the capital campaign, or ministries and missions, and the $20,000 that you so generously gave uh, to the, the uh, Mission Possible uh, this past week. In reality, what, what our committee does is just a wonderful thing because we sit, uh, have a front row seat to observe the generosity that all of you have committed to the, the church. Yes, we look at the operating fund, and we see what happens in second-mile giving. We see people who have committed to the capital campaign. We see the countless hours and funds that go into the food pantry and all of our other missions activities. And yes, we, we get to observe people who have committed to the church in their wills and their planned giving. It's just a wonderful thing. And what we do is we actually think it's very important to use all of that to enable ministry not to say no. So we're very, very thankful for the generosity that comes into the church, and we thank all of you for the generosity. So, you know, this, this theme of home together over the past four weeks has really spoken to me quite intently and intensely. Um, many of you may know that I am a lifer here. I um, am a fourth generation member of this congregation, uh, and uh, I was born into this church. I was rolled down the hill from the old church to this church building when it was consecrated some 60 years ago. Um, and it, it was, uh, and so I've been a, a lifetime member. I was uh, confirmed into the church. 
And of course, I uh, went away to college to a Methodist school, Albion College, along with Pastor Amy and Pastor Megan, yo Trumpy. And, uh, <laughs> and then I moved to Germany and spent five years of my career in Germany. And uh, during that time that I was in Germany, I, of course, met and married my wife, Carola. And, and I got to tell you, I'm a great salesman because I convinced Carola to move back to Clarkston from Germany to be with us here and, and to start our family. So it was a, a great opportunity for us to move back. And since uh, 1990, we've been here in Clarkston, here full-time members of the church. Um, Clarkston has baptized our children. Clarkston has raised our children, and Clarkston has sent our children off to adulthood. And so we're very, very grateful for what this church has done for us. You know, over the years, both Carol and I have served on a lot of committees, uh, endured innumerable um, hours of committee service and, and discussions. And you know what? We've made wonderful friends during that time and worked together and just loved the work that we did. And we're quite thankful for having had the opportunity to be mentored by so many people during those years, thinking back to the pastors over the years, but also thinking about really important lay persons who have mentored us. I think back to John Hamm, who was the first finance committee chairperson that I served under. I think about my great friend Lou Dupree, who was on finance and missions for many, many years. I think about people like Julie Hall and Jan Lewis. And then more recently, I think about all the wonderful people that have partnered with us on the capital campaigns, Phil and Marianne Haar, Keith and Helen Phillips, uh, Mary and Dave Canals, just great friends, along with the wonderful leadership team here at Clarkston, who have been just amazing folks. And I think if you were to ask my wife, Carola, about her list of mentors, she would include many of the same people. But she would also include all the really cute and great kids that come up to the coffee hour on Wednesday evenings when she serves hot chocolate and marshmallows to all of the kids. It's just been a great inspiration to have the youth back in the church, especially of late. So it's pretty, pretty easy to see why home together and why we consider Clarkston to be our home. And we're going to be here for a lot of years left. We are not moving to Florida. We're going to stay right here and endure the winters with all of you. So we're happy to do that. So that brings us to why we financially support the church. And you know what? To be honest, um, I made my first pledge to the church back when I was 13 years old and confirmed in the church. And back then, my grandfather pulled me aside and said, Rick, you're now a member of the church, and you know what? That costs the church $350 a year to have you as a member, so you better step up and make a pledge to the church to cover your costs and use your lawn mowing money and your snow plowing money to make that commitment. Now, on the one hand, that was certainly the kick in the pants and inspiration that I needed, and it, but it's frankly not the inspiration that we want to teach today to our children, and therefore, um, I'm very thankful that uh, we no longer charge people for membership in the Methodist Church. It's really a very, um, a very different way that we, we support the church universal. But it was the start for my stewardship journey, and over the years, we've continued to be supportive and very intentional in our giving each year. And so I'm very thankful that, uh, that we have always been able to uh, look at times that we can step up and tithe. Uh, sometimes we weren't able to, and sometimes we were able to give more, and we were very thankful to be able to do that. So, um, you know, and, and some people have this question, what is a tithe? 
and it's, it's one of those complex topics, really, you know? You know, is it 10% of your pre-tax income? Is it 10% of your after-tax income? Do you, do you count all the other things that you give to the church for? Uh, do you look at, you know, your retirement savings as part of it? You know, do we conclude what we give to our universities or other charities in that tithe? And the advice that, you know, Kroll and I really focus in on is that really it's not the math. It's not the calculation. It's the commitment. And uh, we, we, we do focus on the commitment when we make our, our uh, decisions on, on how to give to the church and what to give to the church. So that brings us to the commitment that we're going to make today. And you might think with all those stories that, that I'm a very backward-looking person, that I look at the history and make my decisions based on the history. And that's not true. What we actually do are we're very excited about the future of the church here and the impact that this church can make. And we're very committed to Clarkston as a result of that. And, and there are three things that we kind of looked at as we're, we were making our decisions. Um, Clarkston is needed in this world. The Clarkston United Methodist Church is needed in the world, especially as we come out of this crazy pandemic and deal with all the changes that we've had. We really do need the church and the voice of the church in the world. We need Clarkston in this community. The impact that we have by opening our doors to the community and all the activities that can happen here, that do happen here, we really need it here in this community. And it's great to be right in the middle of Clarkston and see the impact that we can have. And you know, frankly, Carol and I need Clarkston United Methodist Church too. We need your mentorship. We need your guidance. We need your inspiration, your innovation, your inspiration uh, as we do things. And we need your friendship. And so as we think about how we're going to support the church, we, we just look at how grateful we are to all of you and to all that you do. And we are thrilled to continue to be in partnership with each, of, each and every one of you in ministry as we go forward. So thank you for all that you all do. Thank you, Rick. This week, hopefully in the mail, you received a Home Together uh, card, uh, an estimate of giving card. And if so, and if you brought it with you, I invite you to take that out right now. And if not, there are cards in the pews and also in the back in the narthex. And if you're at home and you didn't uh, receive a card, um, we, you can go online um, to clarksonumc.org giving. And there is a link to a, an estimate of giving card there as well. And I'd like you just to hold the card for a minute. This card is intended to help us to plan for the budget and to help you to plan for your budget. And it's a response to the prayer we've been praying these last four weeks. God, how are you calling me to give? And so I invite you now into a time of prayer that we might pray over these cards together before we bring them forward. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for all the ways that you bless us, for your wonderful generosity that inspires us to respond back. As we once, one more time, pray the prayer, God, how are you calling me to give? Help me to respond to your love and grace in giving of myself and my gifts and all that I can to you. Bless us and bless this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.